good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be in the world. Welcome to another episode of The Unmade Bed. I'm Adrian, that's Bree. Say hello, Bree. Hello, Bree. You've come prepared this week. You've got much that you wish to discuss in the world of music. So, in the same way that Family Guy has Meg episodes, this is a Bree episode. So... <laughs> I, I don't really appreciate so, that comparison. Okay. Anyway, the, the floor is yours. What, yes. have you, what have you got for us? So, in music news this week, um, Kate Bush has just ticked over one billion streams on Spotify for a, a song. And I think you probably know which song that would be. So, it's got to be running up that hill. That's correct. Mm. And uh, I guess the significance of because there's, I don't know, maybe... 300-odd songs on Spotify that have reached over a billion streams. Mm -hmm. But Kate Bush is the first solo artist to have done so who is from the 70s or 80s. Sorry, so first solo female artist. Who first released music in the 1970s 70s, or 80s. Yes, In that's Kate's correct. case, it was 1978. Yes. So. Yeah. That's, uh, and, and so... Uh, I suppose what you don't know is how many of that billion streams have been racked up since running up that hill became a thing last yes, year. Yes, I, I tried to look that up. I'm sure somebody would have, or Spotify would obviously have that information. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, a lot of that streaming is going to be pretty recent mm. due to the the appearance on Stranger Things. Which makes it even more phenomenal. Yeah, so it just, uh, I guess it, it shows that uh, for, given that Spotify is, you know, probably by and large a younger um user that uh you know the how how she's resonated with a more modern uh, younger audience does she get any coin out of this though oh yeah you, a... i mean uh, it's, it's a big spotify does not pay its artists well at all don't they pay something like point oh it's point oh oh something per per, per stream. stream but yeah. when you hit a billion streams you're making some yeah, okay some money out of it. So, um, to put it in perspective, I've got some uh, some stats. Oh, prep. So, um, the most streamed song overall on Spotify is, I would ask you to guess this, but I don't know that you're going to guess it. I'm going to guess that it's a K-pop song. No. No? No, it is in fact The Weeknd. Oh. Which one? Blinding Lights. Okay. So... It's about three point something billion streams to that, that song. Which, um, uh, the record for the most streams on a single day. Taylor the single Swift. day. No, hang on. I'll give you a hint. The single day was December twenty fourth. Oh God, Mariah Carey. That's correct. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is you. The most yes. times streamed in a single day. Yes. Now the uh, most. Uh, most streams in a single week is a release actually from earlier this year. You mm, might again, hazard a guess. Again, not Taylor Swift. No, not Taylor Swift. Earlier this year? Yeah. Still charting currently. Well, that doesn't mean anything because there's plenty of songs that have been in the charts for 100 weeks. Yeah. Um, no, I could... Uh, Miley Cyrus. Oh, flowers yeah okay so hmm. that has uh had an awfully large number of streams in a short period of relatively short period of time has it hit a billion though yes it has oh, okay yeah. right. so it has gone over a billion and um the longest running number one sort of number one charting streaming song 
mm-hmm. of all time, is an Australian artist. Tones and I? Yes. Dance monkey. Yes. There you go. You can't escape it. Mm. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, so Kate Bush, in terms of, uh, I guess, contemporaries who uh, who have also hit the billion streams from, from I guess, around that time. Yeah. Uh, Fleetwood Mac, if you want to guess the song. Uh, Rhiannon? No. Dreams? Yes. Right. Uh, we've got Earth, Wind and Fire. Oh. Um, there's several Queen songs. Okay, Bohemian Rhapsody is yes. going to be at the top of them. Hotel California, uh-huh. Highway to Hell, uh-huh. Sweet Home Alabama, uh-huh. and one of my favourite songs, Toto. Africa. Yes. Well, that's good that it's up there. Yes, it is very good that it's up there. But yes, in in the 300-odd songs that you know have had 1 billion-plus streams, the, the number of song classic songs is... You know, a dozen or so. Well, that's good. Go there are some show, in there, but goes to show there's some hope left. Some hope left for humanity. That's right. Mm. Mm. Um, you're a big Kylie fan, I believe that Kylie is on your list to discuss this week. Is it anything to do with Padum Padum? It would be something to do with Padum Padum. So, what what in particular about Padum Padum has struck you this week yeah well um so this this week finally finally it, it reached number one on the australian singles charts okay um not enough though to crack the top 10 overall so singles. when you say the australian singles chart it's the number one song by an australian sorry art australian art at artist yes. okay so um you know but she's been it's been a slow burner across across the world i think it's up to number 19 on the aria chart this week yeah it's, still... a, it's so top 20 so it's getting yeah. there it's getting there it's um it's some might be just outside the top 10 on the uk charts mm-hmm. i believe it is somewhere on the billboard dance charts mm-hmm. not, not overly high but mm. i mean it's america so you know you don't have to be very high to be yeah, no, true. Getting some serious serious airplay on because they, you know, the Billboard charts are a lot based on radio airplay as yeah. much as yep. streaming. Mm. It's a bit of a different setup mm. over there. So she's getting some airplay in America. Mm. Well, that's where there's a heavy promo campaign going on at the moment. Yes, um, a lot of it's all down to TikTok because her because uh, the song has been you know the the background music to a number of. TikTok videos that have. Do these videos have anything in common, or is the only thing in common that they're using "Padum Padum"? Um, I actually don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not really a TikTok user myself. But, no, because uh, you're over twenty. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, and I don't appreciate having the Chinese, you know, government prying into my phone records. Sorry, China. Um, <laughs> That's okay. They're not listening on this Sorry. microphone that was made in China. They can't cancel us because we're not. Uh, no, <laughs> we're not infiltrating uh, in Chinese. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> uh, let's move along from that one. <laughs> Moving right along. What else have we got? So, um, as you know, I'm a bit of a Dolly Parton fan. I believe we've gone gone over some Dolly Parton in... in we have of, discussed Dolly before. Um, um, what have we uh, What have we got uh, as far as Dolly goes? What's the news? What's the goss? So Dolly is uh, releasing a rock album. 
um, which I think I've mentioned before. It's Dolly on the rocks. still a few months off before the release of the actual album. Right. But uh, this this week or earlier, I think this week or possibly last week, she's mm. dropped two singles or two songs from from that album. Oh, okay. To lead it off. To lead to to kick it off. To, okay. to, to start it off. Yeah. Uh, and the first song she's recorded with Rob Halford and Nikki Six. Right, Nikki Six. I know who he is. Yes. But Rob Halford. Rob Halford is the singer from Judas Priest. Ah. Yeah, I could. So, I could have been guessing that or not. I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. So of course, Judas Priest is a classic metal band. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I guess, sort of says something about um, how serious and, I guess, non-country. Yes, it's definitely adds a cre- definitely adds a credibility factor to it. Yeah, yeah, and it's not even she's the the, the album itself is going to have uh, has duets with Paul McCartney, um, Ringo Starr. Um, <laughs> or the the second single that the, the second song that was released from the album um, is recorded with Ann Wilson. So, oh, from Heart. That's Ann Wilson from Heart. So. Okay. She's, I mean, you know, she's got a lot of cachet, so she's been able to record these songs. Hmm. And, um... Yet to find out what the sort of reaction's going to be, though, in terms of her traditional market, because this... The the question comes, and this was first raised a couple of years ago when Old Town Road was a hit, was because it's got a country artist on the song... (laughs) In that case, it was Billy Ray Cyrus. Does that mean that the song itself should qualify for the country music charts? Yes. In the case of Old Town Road, I think in the end they decided that no, it didn't. It didn't count. But it yeah. will be interesting to see if they do the same with Dolly's new material. That's that's right. I mean, and the, the two songs that are released so far, um, are, there's no, not even a hint of country in it. I would say. Okay. Um, very much. As, as she's promised, are their rock songs. But it's also interesting to see the reaction. I guess Dolly Parton, and, and it's one of the reasons why I, I like her, mm. is she's always been uh, humanitarian, uh, apart from anything else. Mm. Mm. Um, she's she's uh, always been, um, you know, very... Um, she's a philanthropist. She's a philanthropist, you mm. know. She's um, she's been very accommodating to the to the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's actually probably putting it mildly. She's she's a bit of an icon. Yes. In in the gay community, she's um, supported um, African Americans over in in America. You know, yeah. she she bought a, a village in Nashville that was um, this was back back from uh, back in the eighties when uh, no sorry nineties that would be when um, Whitney Houston released. I will always love you. Oh, okay, because she wrote it. So that, that was Dolly's song, mm-hmm. um, and Dolly got at the time, and it would be a lot more than this now. Ten over ten million dollars in in royalties from from that song. Crikey! So she went and um, spent that, and she actually because she actually had an office in that the the block that she yeah. bought in yeah. Nashville. Mm-hmm. So she decided with that money, she would actually just buy that block. And she was very. She was. And do what with it? Just buy the block. She just bought the block. So by buying the block, I guess it, it gave her control, and it was a sort of a sort of slightly 
poor community in, in Nashville and, you know, with a largely um, black black residency. Yeah. So by doing that, she was able to, you know, stop it from being knocked down or, you know, whatever might have happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. Basically, so, it was giving everyone a, a secure place to live. Basically, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, I, yeah. And from what I understand, it's, it's quite a nice little community these days. Mm. Um, but also, did you know that uh, Elvis Presley, or actually um, Colonel Parker, had approached Dolly Parton. Colonel Tom Parker being Elvis's manager. Yes, yeah, so this was uh, obviously in the late 70s. Because, oh, well, Elvis died in 77. Sorry, mid-70s, so. let's go right. with me. It, it was, it was, it was, I mean, she didn't write the song until 1974, so. Right. Yeah. So mid-70s. So let's say mid-70s. So she was approached by uh, Tom Parker to, um, and asked if Elvis could uh, record the song. However, it came with a... Uh, Caveat: Where um, Colonel Tom Parker said it was apparently normal normal procedure for the new artist to um, have fifty percent stake in the royalties of the song, and that meant all royalties going forward. So not just the royalties from Elvis recording it, but mm-hmm. basically he would have had then had the rights to half of the song. So just by singing the song. Elvis's manager wanted yes. to claim 50% He wanted ownership. to claim a 50% ownership of the song. Well, I would have been telling him to fuck right off. And that's what Dolly did. Right. Um, and and in, in an interview, Don, uh, Dolly said she actually cried because she really wanted... Elvis. She would have loved to have heard, heard Elvis mm. recording a version of her song, but not she's 50, a very not, savvy not, not businesswoman. Not of the royalties, no. And she was, there was no way she was going to give up. That's uh, that sort of control over over her own uh, over her own work so yeah. um and obviously with whitney recording it it turned out to be a a very good move in the end yeah it paid off it paid off quite literally yes very literally so yeah there, there we go dolly parton I'll, i can you could go on all day but you i won't. could go on all day and you, you you realize that one day we'll be going to dollywood but uh <clears throat> We'll see how that goes in the future. Oh, we're visiting... Oh, yeah. We've talked about visiting America for a while, but um, after the 2016 election, I said I'm not going anywhere near that place while Trump's in charge. Yeah. Um, And if he wins next year, God forbid, well, we'll be waiting a while to go. We might be waiting a while longer, although the the place might implode at that point, but uh, we'll see. Of course, the places in America that Bree wants to visit are very much Trump country, so... Well, Tennessee is definitely on the list. Yes, it's quite a long way. As is Louisiana. Yeah. 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 Well, I reckon it's about time that we had a look at a chart for this week. Bree gave me a mission. She wanted to find a chart from this week that had a Kate Bush song in it. Couldn't do that because most of Kate Bush's songs te- tended to be released along with the albums in uh, September, October, November. So couldn't find Kate Bush, but could find Kylie Minogue. Uh-huh. So we can do something with this. This is the top 10 from this week in 1990. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so number 10... <laughs> Oh, God. Number 10, up with a bullet from 37, was High Tech 3, featuring Ya Kid K, Spin That Wheel, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. 
This wasn't one of the better songs on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soundtrack. You but reckon? All the better ones. Okay. Uh, speaking, you know, actually that movie's probably, I don't know, possibly in my top ten all-time movies. Yeah. Just... I was a big Technotronic fan at the time, so I, yeah. I, I liked the song. It's good. Hmm. Number nine, also a bullet, uh, up from 16, Absent Friends. I don't want to be with nobody but you. Now, most people these days think of that as a Wendy Matthews song because Wendy Matthews was the singer. Mm, so um, as would I. But... Yeah, that's right. But the band was Absent Friends, made up of Wendy Matthews and a few other guys like James Freud that used to be in the models. Right. So, okay. Kind of a kind of a models sort of hybrid. Uh, number eight. New Kids on the Block, Step by Step. Okay, yeah, fair enough. We'll skip over that. Uh, number seven, another one that we'll skip over because reasons. Uh, Mona, Craig McLaughlin and Check One Two. Oh, that's pretty unfair reasons to skip over, but... Um, well, it, do- it doesn't have a whole lot of redeeming qualities. That's a great song. You reckon? Yeah. Uh, I wonder about you sometimes. <laughs> number six, down from five, Guru Josh, Infinity, 1990s, time for the Guru. Now, you uh, can't remember this song I at all, I cannot remember you? this. I couldn't even begin to it's mostly instrumental okay okay so is this sort of one of those early techno-y yeah sort of okay right yeah okay i wasn't really into that kind of music in 1990 no you should at least listen try and listen to it once to see what you can come up with okay okay i might do that number five down from number two it was already had been number one for quite a few weeks madonna and vogue yeah. Now, Bree sent me a task today. She said, you need to listen to the new song that Madonna's done with Sam Smith called mm-hmm. Vulgar. Yes. I did listen to it. Yes. And do you agree that it's terrible? The music, the music I don't mind, but it's, it's, it's setting out to be deliberately provocative. And it's just, it's, it's tame. I mean, you compare that to something from Madonna, which was controversial at the time, like Erotica, yeah. for example. It's, it just pales in comparison. It's just a whole lot of swear words just for the sake of it. Yeah, no, I, I see what you... I, I agree with that. It's, you know, when... I mean, Madonna's no stranger to being provocative, mm-hmm. but when she was doing it in the 90s and, and, and 2000s, and mm. it was... She was just being herself. Yeah. And it was you know, potentially shocking a few people. She was... Well, from what I could see from the music video, she's been airbrushed up the wazoo. Well, yeah, let's, let's not talk about her face, but... Uh... It just... <laughs> you, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's doing some things to hide your age, and then there's just the... The computer guys must have spent all night just, just airbrushing all of yeah. her wrinkles and, and that out because she... Sort of looks like she's about 35 and not 50. She's not even 55. She's older than that. Yeah. Well, she's 70-odd at least. Uh, no, she's not 70. Not quite odd. 70, no. Um, Late 60s. Just trying to think. She was born in the 60s. Yeah, she's. I'm sorry she's over 60. Yeah. Mm. Why yeah. don't you look it up very quickly while I keep oh, going on this chart? Yeah. But yes, um, I'll just... You know, I'll just I'll just add. I think you know Madonna's earned the right to do whatever the fuck she wants. Correct, because she's Madonna. But yeah. there's just no need to try quite 
quite so hard. Mm. And if the song was good, you could excuse everything else, but mm. it's, it's just not. It, I don't, it's like, I mean, I don't know if it's a Madonna song featuring Sam Smith or a Sam Smith song featuring Madonna. If it's Madonna featuring Sam Smith, she's only picked Sam because he's one of the artists of the moment. Anyway, yeah. back, back to the chart. Number four. Here's the Kylie Minogue reference. Better the Devil You Know. It was number four up from seven. It was uh, peaked at number three, I think. So it was almost there. Number three. So the, the, uh, uh, number three. Speaking of... Uh, that sort of era of TV stars, young TV stars, Tina Arena and I Need Your Body. <laughs> um, if you're old enough to remember the video, uh, she was wearing a lovely dress, which she was almost falling out of. Um, I don't think Tina had much control over the wardrobe, but let's just say there was a lot of jiggling boob. There was, there was, and yeah, yes, I, I don't know that that was... The direction she might have wanted to go in. Well, no. When you look at her subsequent releases, when she, uh, you know, gained or regained her credibility, um, certainly bouncing boobs weren't anywhere to be seen. Yeah. Have we got a? How old's Madonna yet? Madonna is currently sixty-four years old. Sixty-four years old. Well, you wouldn't know it by looking at that video. Uh, number two, this week back in nineteen ninety, rock set. Must have been love. It was on its way to very shortly be at number one. But the actual number one this week, back in the year 1990, and Brie talked about Ann Wilson earlier, was Heart. All I want to do is make love to you. Otherwise known as all I want to do is fuck a hitchhiker. Yeah. It just... That, that song would get laughed out of the room if you tried to release something like that today basically a song all about picking up a hitchhiker on the highway and burning him because uh, oh no she was having a baby she wanted yeah she well, wanted to get pregnant yes which is even worse and yeah. not and not tell him yeah husband couldn't get it up apparently yeah so or he was shooting blanks yeah something like that either way just just the most bizarre like you wonder who this who the what the songwriter was thinking when they came up with that song now, the songwriter himself uh mutt lang um not a guy without credibility he wrote many 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 hit songs over the years he was quite famous for being one of the co-writers for a lot of brian adams songs um mm. A lot of rock artists he worked with, Shania Twain. I think he was married he to was Shania married Twain. He was married to Shania Twain for, yeah. some, for some time. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, he's certainly got a style as that sort of uh, pop ballady kind of thing mm. that was going around in the 90s. Mm. So it's, it's in that genre. Mm. Yeah, because Michael Bolton was another one he wrote for. Yeah. There, so, yeah. you know. Um, you know, musically, the song's, the song's very good and, like, you know. It still gets it's played. It's just like, the lyrics that are weird. It still gets played today, and I just cringe any time it comes on because it's just so out of place. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I guess you just can't take the lyrics seriously. There's no. I've read some 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 interesting uh, articles on, on where people have actually broken down the lyrics, and there's yeah. you know, some of it just doesn't make any sense. You mm -hmm. know. I, 
I think there's one line, you know, I found a hotel, it was a place I knew well. It's like, bitch, are you doing this all the time? Is this is this something that's <laughs> well, they yeah, all, that's not they unusual almost, for you to pick up hitchhikers and fuck them? It's, they yeah. almost imply in the music video that she is either the owner or the manager of the motel. Yeah. But, uh, no. Yeah. 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 If you actually sit down and read the lyrics, it, yeah, yeah. They, they actually don't make... And, it was, and, and the straight, you know, like, you know, what was it? We planted a garden, you know, we went to the garden, we planted it. Like this sort of esoteric stuff as well. Yeah, given the, given the era of, of safe sex and, you know, not having unprotected sex with strangers, this one's all about... Well, yeah, it. it was 1990. It's not like, um, you know, AIDS was a big thing in the 80s. It's, Precisely. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's a funny it was, one. It was at number one for a few weeks at least, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, about four weeks. Yeah, there you go. Funny way to leave things for this week, but I'm afraid that's where it must all come to an end. That is the end of this episode of The Unmade Bed. When will we be back? I'm not sure we even know that answer ourselves. Depends on the next time that Bree gets a few wines into her and feels like putting down some material. Yeah, well, if there's something interesting happening in the music world, I'll let you know. Yeah. So that's it for this episode. Uh, say good night, Bree. Good night, Bree. Uh, that's it for the unmade bed. We'll catch you again sometime soon.